There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone the electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. At some point in all of our lives, even if it's just a fleeting thought, we've imagined what it would be like to just become a new person, to mend some bad decisions and start all over again. But most of us will just think of all the good in our lives, count our blessings, and move on. Not men like John David Terry. He decided on June 15, 1987, that his desire for a new life outweighed his concern for taking a human's life. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Reverend John David Terry was the associate bishop overseer at Emmanuel Church of Christ and the pastor of the Emmanuel Church of Christ Oneness Pentecosta in Nashville. He was a husband, a father, and an all-around nice guy who was very important to a number of people. Despite all of this, triggered by the death of his mother, he was unhappy with the way his life had turned out and wanted out. But instead of just leaving in the middle of the night to never be heard from again, he wanted to make sure his wife and children were financially taken care of. So he came up with a plan. One night while perusing Soldier of Fortune magazine, John saw an interesting ad that read, How to Get Lost, How to Disappear. He answered the ad and was sent a book about how to establish a new identity with the standard tricks like obtaining documents from dead relatives or friends. John found the obituary of seven-year-old Jerry Millam, a boy who died in 1951, while searching old newspapers. He obtained a copy of his birth certificate, got a driver's license and social security card, and began forging documents as Jerry Millam. Then, to fund his little change of identity, he began skimming money from the church starting in 1984. And by 1987, he was ready to complete the final step of his plan. You see, he wanted to make sure those he left behind were taken care of. And the only way to do that was to have Reverend John David Terry die in a freak accident. He planned to have 32-year-old James Metheny, whose wife was a parishioner at his church, to help him stage a robbery or something along that line to make it look like John was murdered. He befriended the man, acted as his mentor, and gained his trust, all the while continuing to embezzle close to $15,000 in cash from the church. Then, on June 15, 1987, he decided to take James on a little fishing trip. He told him to gas up the car, handed him a credit card, and told him to meet him back at the church. The initial plan was, according to John, to let James in on his plan and ask for help. However, when James came back to the church, the plan changed into something much more deadly. Now, the chain of events that happened once James came back into the church are difficult to nail down. We only have the testimony of John Terry, and his story can't exactly be taken as gospel. But regardless of how it happened, John Terry ended up shooting James Metheny in the back of the head with a 38 caliber pistol he had stashed weeks before after James found his duffel bag of runaway items. So with a dead body before him, John came up with a new plan. He stripped James down to his underwear, dressed him in his own clothing, severed his head and right forearm, and placed them in a duffel bag, sliced off his identifiable tattoos, doused the church and the body with gasoline, and set fire to the building before fleeing to Memphis, Tennessee. Before leaving town, though, he placed a $100 bill in each of his two sons' wallets and gave his wife instructions that she should pay the bills he was usually responsible for. 
In his mind, this body would be mistaken for him, and his wife would receive the $50,000 insurance policy while his children received $100,000. I guess, in a way, his actions were sweet, though he did take the life of a man who viewed him as a father figure. What he didn't consider was that the fire department would respond, extinguish the blaze before it fully consumed the body. The medical examiner established that the body was not that of John Terry, and a full investigation began. Just two days after the murder, Reverend John David Terry called a criminal defense attorney and turned himself into authorities. Soon thereafter, James's head, arms, and patches of skin were found in Lake Barkley near Dover, Tennessee. James was tried for the capital murder and convicted in 1988. He was sentenced to death. The sentence was overturned and he was given a new hearing, but at the end of that trial, he was given yet another death penalty. That day, his execution would never come, because in 2003, John Terry, who was 58 at the time, hanged himself in the bathroom of the prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 16th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.